I can't help but notice this life's reprise. Our very existence is our own demise. The clocks that turn forward will turn back again. What was once the beginning will soon be the end. But hold on to hope and know this, dear friend, there is purpose in all of us, even the end. Mary-Kate Tesk. Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. From an early age, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. My father has had an interesting life, and he had numerous opportunities to meet and befriend doctors. He raced cars, and he crashed them, and he had a host of orthopedic-related issues. Early in my life, I witnessed firsthand how important doctors were and how they impacted lives and communities. I remember learning from physician mentors like Dr. Randy Walker how to become a doctor. He took me on mission trips to Mexico, and he allowed me to shadow him as he cared for patients and offered his service to those in need. I became familiar with the steps required, the tasks, the accomplishments, grades, and the requirements to finally call myself a doctor. I learned how to organize my activities and work to complete those goals. I use those practical behaviors as tools to finish college, medical school, and then residency training. I feel blessed that I understood my purpose early in life and now in practice many years with a team of trusted nurses and other and providers, I continue to use the tools of goal setting, prioritization, and action to fill my original purpose. A major com- A major component of self-mastery stems from mastering the mind. The mind thrives on purpose, and without clear purpose, humans flounder. We get in trouble, and we definitely grow bored. Maybe you say, I don't have a purpose. But I want you to know that's a lie we tell ourselves. We all have a purpose. You might not have discovered or defined that purpose, but it still lives within you. Not everyone finds their purpose. Instead, they become distracted or misled. Sometimes people lack the courage or suffer excessive self-doubt. Sometimes we fail and we simply never fulfill our purpose. Some purpose can take us a lifetime and some can fulfill their purpose in a short time. Like the seasons, purpose can also change. In this episode, we will explore one more aspect of self-mastery in finding purpose and focusing our mind with tools like goal setting and engaging emotional passion. And with that, Welcome back to the WFO Life Podcast. Chris, how are you tonight? Uh, doing great. Just trying to uh, stay warm in the uh, the back-to-back nor'easters we're experiencing right now up here in uh, the mid-Atlantic region. Yeah, I was concerned when you said you were, before the show, you were turning on heaters and all this stuff, and I, I literally had to turn on the AC. So winter, you know. Yeah, a tale of two podcast hosts, like yes, a tale of two exactly. cities, you know. So that's it's right. A, <laughs> that's it's, great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been nice that, uh, you know, we feel like we're in winter after kind of a mild uh, fall, but uh, it is a, a pain in the butt when, uh, you, you know, you're juggling trying to walk out to your car or the mailbox without busting your ass. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Becoming a funniest video or something. Yeah, right? no doubt. <laughs> 
Well, listen, tonight's episode, I think, is going to be fairly quick, and it's a continuing of the self-mastery topics we had outlined in our original you know, episodes for season four. This one I want to talk about you know, is the idea of finding purpose and putting emotional passion behind that purpose. And that's how many great endeavors you know, came about in the world. Many people have had a good idea, but they failed to state their purpose and get emotional energy behind their mission. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I've got a few things I'm going to bounce around about that. I know as a leader, you, you, you probably, you know, focus on these topics quite a bit. Yeah. Um, when I was listening, I tried to just focus on what you were saying, even though obviously I had the read aheads, I, I try to be in the moment when we start the podcast and just kind of lose myself a little bit, uh, as a regular listener. And I was just thinking about, you know, even being in a people and passion and mission focused business, uh, how sometimes it can cause us to, uh, I guess not necessarily in a bad way, but lose our, uh, individuality, right? Because everything becomes so much about the mission, right? When you're in a military unit and organization. So you have to, in a good way, sacrifice a lot of your, you know, personal, sometimes pride, your, you know, your personal purpose and, and passions and say, Hey, I have to, you know, do this thing, uh, for, for mission accomplishment. And so I think, uh, you know, as I reflect on 20 years of, of doing that, not that I haven't been able to put my own, you know, personal flavor on leadership, I, you know, kind of excited about the next chapter of my life, which I'm sure a lot of people listening are the same way. It's like, Hey, you know, you go through different seasons, you know, just like seasons of the year. And sometimes like, Hey, I have to do what's best for my family and, you know, put my, you know, personal passions and, uh, you know, really personal purpose and what I'm here for a little bit to the wayside to, to help other people. So I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good exercise for for me and like a lot of other people to reflect on. Hey, just because I've done good things uh, for this chunk of my life and, and you know been a positive influence on other people, uh, that doesn't mean I I can't get back to uh, some of the things that I'm passionate about and you know a purpose that I think I was put here for that I may have not tapped into yet. Yeah, and I guess I hear what you're saying is that you know sometimes we have to sometimes we have a you know a purpose that maybe is not exactly what we thought we would be doing or maybe sometimes you're saying that we have to compromise our our purpose a little bit sometimes is that what you're kind of pointing yeah, out yeah i mean it's um yeah it, it's like i said it's not a bad thing it's just sometimes because of uh, the position you're in or the circumstances you kind of have to subordinate maybe uh, something very personal to you, uh, to make sure that you, um, are accomplishing what you need to, like I said, for your family, for your job, you know, what have you. So I think it's a, you know, a constant, um, you know, battle in a way. Like I've always thought that I, um, I mean, maybe I'm discounting a little bit, uh, because I'm, I'm getting too reflective, but I've always been passionate about people and solving problems and having like, you know, strong connections with my family and, and other people like being genuine, uh, about, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, I'm a people person. Uh, but, uh, it's deeper to me. You know, I, I get uh, a lot of satisfaction from seeing other people, you know, succeed and, you know, set goals as a unit and, you know, trying to accomplish those. But, I always felt like I was more of a, a creative, you know, storyteller, if you will, uh, that 
uh, you know, doesn't really mesh all, all the time with, uh, you know, a military career. Now it has been helpful a lot of times to, to get people, you know, tapped into, uh, their why, so to speak, you know, cause sometimes you're, you're, when you're running an organization and, and somebody might have a kind of a thankless job, you know, when you are a good connector and storyteller, you can look that person in the eye and be like, Hey, you know, so what, you know, wh- why do you think you're doing this? You know, what, what, what connected you to, you know, want to do this job? And you might be able to help them see things in a little bit different light. So, uh, I think for me, um, I have sacrificed some of that, even though it's been helpful, um, you know, with my last 20 years, but, uh, I'm excited to, uh, you know, use this discussion and some reflection and say, Hey, you know, how do I kind of take it to the next level, uh, and, you know, in the next chapter in my life to say, you know, redefining my purpose or getting back to, you know, why I think I was put on the earth. Yeah. And that's, you know, you're, you're giving a real world example of how people live their, their purpose and, you know, they fulfill their mission, but then that changes over time. And I think we, you know, we have to, we have to understand that this is a moving target. And so, you know, so so purpose can definitely be a moving target. But the reason I wanted to bring this to the forefront on our self mastery series is because anything that you want to do, if you don't know what you're about, let's say, if you don't know what it is that makes you tick, if you're someone who sort of drifts along day to day without any real plans, any real um, stated purpose, I think what happens is we sort of get what life hands us rather than climbing our way or, you know, I I kind of think of it like a rock wall, you know, where you got to kind of climb up the rock wall and it's not just a ladder all the time. You know, life is not a ladder. It's more like a a rock wall. You might have to, you know, stretch a little bit to get to something. You might have an easy little path and then you'll have to have a big leap to get to the next uh, cliff, if you will. Well, the way you negotiate a, a, a rock wall is you have to plan. You have to think, okay, what's my next move going to be? If you stretch too far, you might get, you might slip, you might fall. That's what happens in life in general. And I, I always reflect back, you know, w- one of the blessings of my life is I get to, you know, learn from other people. And I, I see people, my patients, and they come in and they're in various states of either, you know, good health or I, I see the wins that they're having. And I also see the losses they're having in their lives. And what's interesting is I delve into the, the backstory with patients as I, I, I learn what makes them tick and what makes what drives them. And it's very clear to me that a lot of people don't wake up every day and, and understand what a purpose, what purpose they have. In other words, the primary reason they're up and living that day. Uh, or even, you know, their their future, what what they're even doing, and I think that you know, discovering purpose is something that I think people should define time to do. They should pick out you know a window of opportunity to sit quietly and try to write down things that make them passionate, make them excited. I think that's how you find purpose, and there's lots of ways to do that. Chris, um, have you have you ever done any kind of exercises like this? I'm gonna I'm gonna give some names of you know some you know topics and books that I've I've used to do that. But have you ever had to do an exercise where you tried to state your you know personal purpose or you know anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I alluded to it some in the last episode, but you know that kind of seven month long um, leadership program I did, you know, in 2020. Uh, 2021 timeframe uh, with the Travis Manion Foundation. That the whole first month or so was all about self discovery, you know. And and in in that 
Um, you know, one of the things we did, we, we took a, um, an online assessment uh, talking about what are our natural character strengths. And then from there, um, you know, there was like a passion and purpose, you know, kind of components. Like now knowing, you know, yourself a little bit deeper on like, hey, these are my natural good qualities. What am I excited about? You know, it's like one of those things I think maybe some good guidance counselors in high school said, you know, if you could do anything you want and get paid for it, you know, what would you what would you do? And now some of that is a little bit fanciful. You know, some people would like to, you know, sit there and fish and not too many people could be a, a professional fisherman. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the, the the value is still there when you reflect on, hey, what what do I enjoy doing? And what do I think I'm good at? Um, and, and sometimes there's things that people enjoy, but maybe you're not very good at it. You know, like it's just like a, um, you know, something that, that you do is like a stress reliever or whatever, but that's not, you know, your purpose. Uh, you know, you might be passionate about it, but there's other things that you're actually good at uh, that add value. So I, I think, you know, yes. I mean, the answer is yes. I've, you know, kind of done some more structured uh, self-discovery in that lane, which I would encourage everybody to do. And we'll, we'll put some links, not only to the books you're going to talk about, but there's like nowadays, I mean, technology is good when, you know, millions of people can access things that, you know, back in the day, you'd have to go to a university and physically right. fill out a survey, you know, to tell you now there's like a bunch of online little tools. I mean, you may have to get, you know, your email address put in there and, and get some, you know, spam from them. But if you can get value out of it, it's worth it. You know, we, we all get spam on, you know, crap that we've bought that they'll never leave us alone. But uh, sometimes it's worth just putting in your email address and demographics that they may keep to, to, to do some self-discovery. Yeah. So if you don't have a stated purpose and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, yes, I, I need to get more focused on it. I'd like to have my life moving in a specific direction, that type of thing. Um, my The tool that I used and probably worked on the most, and I've done it in other you know, other programs and, and other self-development programs, the one I, I, I remember and I actually have my notes from it was Brandon Burchard's book, High Performance Habits. That mm-hmm. book has a really good section on discovering purpose and it, it actually has a series of questions you go through and it just helps you if you'll if you'll just take the time. I think I spent half a day one time going through this and it asks you a series of questions about what you think about yourself, what you think about your family, w- what makes you excited, uh, what kind of words that you would like to um, describe yourself with. And, and so at the end of it, you end up having these these words that are like your code word or how you would, uh, you know, how you, you know, kind of something you can tag your purpose by. And each one of those, like for instance, mine has one that's shine, explore, teach, and it's shine daily, be the positive example you admire in others. And, and I, and I have a whole little reading that's a very short paragraph that goes through and explains that, what that means to me. The next one is explore idea, people, and world. Look for opportunities to explore ideas, wide ranging, meet people and explore the world, build influence by exploring social relationships and making meaningful contribution for all those I encounter. The last is teach. I believe I possess the ability to distill, communicate information to others. Messages of better living, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle should be where I spend my work and time. So again, that was something I distilled, shine, explore, teach, I distilled that out of a series of questions from Brandy Burchard's book. So if you're looking for, you know, hey, I need, I need to feel like I, I feel like I don't have a good direction. That's a tool. 
So think about that. Because if you have a purpose, then you can apply goal setting to that. And that's kind of the next thing we'll talk about. Chris, do you have any ways, uh, you know, kind of patterns that you use for goal setting? Um, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I have like a combination of things. I mean, I, I'm a little bit more of a, you know, uh, I guess you would say a cloud thinker, you know, uh-huh. a little more of a, a stream of consciousness. So I, I find that I, um, I do well with a combination of kind of methods. You know, one is, you know, kind of like a physical thing, writing things down. But I, I kind of try to reinforce that with um, technology <laughs> because, like, I'll come up with the ideas you know, when early in the morning when I'm, you know, reading and thinking a little bit. So I'll write things down. And uh, when, um, you know, I'm kind of reflecting on what I got to do today, next week, and then long term. But then I use um, kind of a combination of uh, a lot of tools that people have at their disposal uh, to just remind me uh, and, and kind of check in and, and have a sanity check from technology because uh, the, the good thing about, you know, creative cloud thinkers is they can come up with unique solutions. The challenging thing is staying on task sometimes and putting those into practice. And so I think that, um, you know, having the military structure, um, you know, give me some, some tools and, you know, some discipline has helped put all those things together. So for me, uh, I, you know, I kind of do traditional things where, Hey, I, I write things down constantly, you know, come up with lists. And then I have, you know, apps and, you know, Google and Outlook, you know, various like, you know, tools that, that keep me uh, accountable, if you will. Yeah, I do kind of the same thing. There's there's I, actually the structure I will describe that that I use is I like to have a, you know, like those just spiral notebooks, you know, just the cheapy spiral notebooks, maybe yeah. the five binder type. Um, I actually have uh, two of those. One of them is what I call the dump you know, folder. In other words, anything that pops into my head that I think I might want to do or an idea, I just write it down. Mm-hmm. I'll put a date and I write it down. The idea is that I get it out of my head. I don't like to have things just floating around in my head. So I get it out of my head and I write it down. But I'm pretty structured in a sense that I make, I actually use a journal and I write down um, three different types of goals. One would be uh, long-term goals. And I've done this since I was probably in probably early in college, I started doing this. And it's amazing how many of those goals, long-term goals have come, you know, to pass already. And they, some of them were fairly fanciful, like, you know, just, just things that you would think, oh, that's a pretty big goal. And, and I accomplished them. But what's happened is I write them down on one page. And as many things as I can dream of, dream big, you know, whatever, put them down. The next is a medium set of goals. And I, what I call medium would be the next four to six months. Those are things that might be like, I've got a, a car restoration project just as one example right now. And I've, it is kind of in my medium goal to have that thing running in the next four to six months. So it's it's out there, but it's just a, it's just a placeholder in my life that says that's something I want to accomplish in the next six months. And then lastly, I get into typical monthly goals. Uh, you know, or in, and basically those are things that I got to get done in a, in a given month, whether they're personal, whether they're family related or whether they're work related, I, I have a separate area for that. And then lastly, what I do is almost every day I look at the, sh- the short and the medium term goals t- for about five minutes just to refresh them in my head, see if anything needs to be updated. And then what I do is I make my daily to-do list. And that's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I, so it seems very regimented, but that works for me. 
and I and, and just like you, I started with the binder, the the, the really you know just a just a spiral notebook. But then I have some more f- sophisticated technical tools and stuff that I use. It's probably beyond the scope of this this episode. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the things that uh, I think we talked about it maybe in one of the last seasons, but uh, uh, I can't remember if it's a Google thing or if it's just like a separate. Um, app but there was something i really liked because it was a yeah i think it's, it's just called habits uh, and it's uh what i like about it it's got like a a very simplified interface because i know like a lot of people you can get overwhelmed by some of the technology that tries to come out and it's got colors and reminders and your right. phone's dinging and you don't know what the hell you got pop-ups and ads but what i liked about this one i mean the, the audience won't be able to you know benefit from this but I, i'll show you and anyway it's just like got a list of uh kind of overall things on the left hand side and then you can kind of see almost like a work week calendar in the yeah. middle and then as you check it like it's sunday so that's when my you know thing starts so um and then really you, it's kind of like an x or a check you know for that day and so i have like I'll just, you know, be personal here. So I have like morning readings, exercise, diet, no alcohol, writing, kid time, long-term plans, connecting and podcast. (laughs) I got, you know, and and so, um, and I think when you click on them, it's got more information, but it's kind of binary. And what I like it is like, if you are, you know, religious about filling it out, you get two or three days into the week and then you can just see like, green or red you know scattered across like your top level things and so you can kind of feel like early on in the week i like to look at it and see if i'm winning or losing the week in a way and um and sometimes i think to simplify the complexity of all the crap we got going on sometimes it's helpful to be ones and zeros you know a little binary you know computer like to say hey am i you know i feel like i'm doing pretty good this week but then you look at it and you're like oh crap you know half of these I feel like I'm doing good because the things that feel good are getting done, but some of the more important things are not getting checked off, you know? So I think I like, um, kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, some combination of free form and accountability, I think for, you know, works for me. And I think a lot, most people would identify with that. Yeah, for sure. One of the things I wanted to bring up when we talk about goal setting is uh, a quote. Well, it's not a quote, but it's a series of thoughts from Napoleon Hill. And we've talked about him a lot. I've quoted Think and Grow Rich quite often, classic book and and tons of great information in it. Napoleon Hill would report that the best way to accomplish goals is to state them out loud. And he says, importantly, write them down. And he had Mm -hmm. some things that I thought were really cool because I think they're true when it comes to fulfilling purpose and applying goals to get specific action. Done. He states that you must state your purpose or goals. You know, so he just says flat out, if you if you can't say what your purpose or your goals are, pretty good chance you're not going to accomplish them, or at least yeah, no be just like random chance, right? The second thing is he says you must envision success and how it will look, how it feels, maybe even how it tastes. And what he's doing here is he's alluding to this idea that I've seen in many self and personal development programs. In order to get big things done in your life, you have to have emotion behind it. Because what happens is you can make all these lists, right? You got your checklist you were just showing me, right? Yeah. If, if you don't have any real reason why you're doing any of those, you're just like, yeah, whatever. You know, when something gets hard. Yeah, there's no connection. Like, it's, 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 it's empty if you have no connection to yeah, it. Right? Yeah, it's like, well, there's a new episode of Ted Lasso on. I think I'll just not do my goals and just watch that <laughs> instead. You know, if you don't have like some kind of passion that says, you know, like today – 
I, I got to get after, I got to get my workout done because I want, I have this, you know, big desire to, you know, feel good and have better health and better energy. If you don't have some emotion behind what you're doing, you're not excited about it. Pretty good chance it ain't going to stick. Yeah. So I like, I like the way he talks about that, you know, envision it because you're trying yeah. to get that, that emotion behind it. Yeah. I was going to say, I have one. I was just telling my wife about that. Um, it, it was like the simplest thing that uh, it was one of those where uh, it was a, a fundraiser and it was an organization that I'd never done anything with. Uh, but it was like, um, you know, run or walk 50 miles in January and, you know, raise money for like pancreatic cancer, you know, research. Right. And so I was like, you know, it was a foundation I never heard of. I did like a quick research on them to make sure it was legit. And I'm like, okay, you know, one pancreatic cancer is one of those things that, you know, is still like a horrible scourge on our, you know, right. on our world where it's like one of those, where, one of the few cancers, honestly, that seems by the time, you know, you have it, um, you know, it's almost too late. Right. Um, and so I was like, okay, one, that's a good cause. And two, you know, January, I, I run all year round, but you know, it seems like right after the holidays and, you know, getting back into the swing of things, even though I might have a lot of good goals, I look back, you know, uh, the, the cool thing about having a series of watches from the same company is like, you can go back and everything is saved. And I looked at my last couple Januaries, uh, even years that I ran marathons and did stuff like typically the miles I run in January is kind of low, you know, there's like a little bit of a lull around December, January. So it was pretty, you know, reasonable. I, it was like 50, run 50 miles in, in January. And I looked and the last couple of Januaries, I didn't even get close to 50 miles uh, for the whole month. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, uh, pretty low. And so if I, I'm going to try to get in five miles today on the day before the end of the month, then I'll hit my 50 miles. And that's like the biggest mileage month I've had on January in the past two or three years. And it was just simple of, hey, I'm going to, you know, raise a couple hundred bucks and, you know, put a number out there and keep track of it, you know? And I think that's a good example for a lot of things where like you're just saying, you got to say it, you got to say, Hey, my goal is, and then put some things in place where you can hold yourself accountable and you'd be amazed at like, whether it's short, medium or long term. you're like, Holy crap, I'm at least going to make progress if I state it and put some meat to it, you know? Right, for sure. And that's kind of what, you know, Napoleon Hill alludes to his, you know, one of his other points about goals is it like imagine accomplishing a goal or fulfilling that stated purpose and how that would make you feel. And then he goes on to say, feel it. Like, no you know, you, you, you know, like, like you just described, you had, you know, it's going to, you looked at yourself and said, well, I, I can accomplish this 50 mile goal. And you could already envision that. And then you went out and you experienced it. So he, he thinks that, you know, you know, you know, make your goals most effective. You got to, you got to put the emotion behind it. And I, and again, the, the point of all that is when times get hard, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have, you know, sometimes you don't feel like fulfilling your goals, but if you feel it, you'll build energy and that gives you motivation for reminding yourself how good that will feel in the end. So I, as we, we start to, you know, start to wrap this, I, you know, I hope we haven't belabored this, but I want the, you know, I want our listeners that are, you know, working on self-mastery to understand the idea of developing purpose and then the tool set of applying goals to that. And I think that um, how, you know, these Napoleon Hill uh, points that, you know, he's made about, a, you know, getting, getting passion behind that is sort of the fuel that makes taking action easier. Chris, as we start to wrap this episode, do you have any uh, takeaways on this? Any uh, final thoughts? 
Yeah, I think maybe it's just because it's fresh in my mind and I really identified with it. I, I love the idea about not being afraid to put some, you know, passion and emotions into it. You know, I think <laughs> a lot of times people try to be too clinical, especially when it's like work or professional goals. But um, I think everybody can relate to something that they have a, a emotional connection with better. You know, you think about coworkers or friends, like, you know, you always remember the people you love or the people you hate, right? There's like this, right. you know, there's a bunch of people in the middle that come and go. There's a bunch of ideas that come and go, but you know, you only remember the stuff you really love or really hate, you know? So I, I would just say that um, having some type of emotional connection with our purpose is, uh, you know, don't just put something down because you think that sounds good. And, you know, that's what, you know, you always thought in your mind would make you successful, you know, put things down there that you truly have an emotional connection with. And those are the things that I think you'll see good follow up and return from. Absolutely. Well, I want to go ahead and uh, lay out a few takeaways from this episode on self mastery. We talked about you know, finding purpose. And even though we might have different purposes at different times of our lives, we may have priorities that shift over time. If we spend time reflecting and reassessing on our purpose and our goals, then we can stay more directed and we can get the benefits of personal goal setting. Um, we talked about how short, you know, making short term, medium term, long term goals uh, can make a big difference and keep you like kind of like your map for the things that you want to accomplish. And we had uh, this idea that Napoleon Hill left us with passion sparks emotional energy and how visualizing success uh, and emotion can, you know, it can basically give you that motivation when times get tough or adversity begins. So I'm going to encourage everyone to write down uh, or journal your goals, start making some long-term five to 10 year goals, um, you know, and consider making goals for various aspects of your life, like health, wealth, spiritual, relational and community goals, and then get you some shorter term goals that seem more bite size, and then take those into a daily uh, to do list. I think that's that's kind of things that are tools that you know. There's tons of information out there. I mentioned two uh, so far. One was uh, Brandy Burchard's book, uh, High, uh, High Performance Habits, and the other one that's pretty good that's in the same swim lane is Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Either of those two books are excellent. Uh, when it comes to developing, you know, your purpose and getting yourself on track with goal setting and moving forward and applying action to those. So on that note, I'll close out, Chris. Have a great night. 